Hey guys, welcome back to the Season Amateurs Podcast. I am Dylan, and we are back with Chris after a, like, what, month-long absence or so? It's been, it's been a minute. Yeah, it's been a while. Tell us why you have been gone. We've, we've talked about it, but tell us about your life in the last month. Life has been very busy. We have a newborn with a two-year-old, and the newborn hasn't been sleeping a whole lot, and he's been sick. So... Everything's good, though. Baby's okay. And what better week for me to come back than following a Dallas Cowboys loss? So, yeah, it was made. It was tailor-made. It was meant to be. We'll get I got into that. But all it was... the weeks where they were winning, and I was like, I want to be on that. They thought it was because of the baby, but it's because I couldn't trust the Cowboys. Yeah, they knew you were coming back this week, so they, they gave you a, a good topic to talk about, especially against a team that was struggling. So Packers against the guy that I drafted with high hopes as a wide receiver, Christian Watson doing it too. Yeah. What a, what a beautiful game. All right. Well, let's get, we don't have my dad. He's sick and Josh, I have no idea why he's not on, but whatever. Apparently (laughs) he thinks he's got better things to do than this, but yeah, probably. Um, (laughs) But we're going to talk about now that the, his Bruins aren't, aren't playing, so he might not be watching hockey. Um, but we're going to get into college football. Uh, this week was, I think, the second or no third week of college football playoff rankings. Um, this week, the rankings are Georgia 1, Ohio State 2, Michigan 3, TCU 4. I'll go to 7. Tennessee 5, LSU 6. And USC at seven. I'll do Bama eight. Comes to nine. So out to nine. That's that's what the rankings are. What are your thoughts on the rankings? Anyone too high, too low? Thoughts on what's I mean, gonna happen? To me, I'm just slightly annoyed. I mean that TCU gets to play such an easy schedule. <laughs> I TCU is good, but I I mean. They have a three-point win over Oklahoma State. They have a seven-point win over Kansas. They trounced on Oklahoma. They only beat West Virginia by 10, Texas Tech by 10, Texas by 7. I mean, their games, the only, like, really good game that I'm like, oh, wow, that's a really great win is against Oklahoma, where they kind of just beat them up. Um, so, I mean, I think we could see TCU. I mean, they play Baylor and Iowa State to end the season, and then are probably going to have to play um, – who, Kansas, Kansas State, State or, or Oklahoma State. State? Yeah. So I think there's a good chance that TCU will drop one of those. Um, I mean, there's a few teams that I think would are likely to drop one. I think it's the two worst conferences, the Big 12 and the Pac-12. Um, I think USC is going to drop one of their next three or four games. But, I mean, you can only play your schedule, though. So TCU is taking care of business. They're winning. They're undefeated. They're in, they are in a Power 5 school. You can only beat your schedule. So, I mean – they're, they are where they should be, but I don't think they are the fourth best team in America. Yeah, I think I think one per, one team might be a little high and one team might be a little low. And when I say little, I mean like maybe a spot or two. Like I think Michigan might be a little high. Granted, they are 10-0, and 0, but their schedule has been pretty, I mean, pretty easy, to be honest. I mean, Hawaii, Colorado State, UConn. Uh, like Indiana, like they they just haven't had a good schedule. They haven't played a ranked opponent. Oh, uh, they played Michigan or Penn State. But they, have, they have done it convincingly, though. 
Oh yeah, they they've done what they needed to in terms of just like destroying competition, but they they don't have a, a good conference. So I think they might should be four. Uh, like so, I don't think they they're like super un like whatever. I think they need to be ahead of Tennessee, but I think that's even a conversation because Tennessee's only loss is to the number is to the uh, number one team in the nation, uh, and it was a fairly good game uh, for the mm-hmm. most part. Um, Tennessee looked at struggle a little bit. I also think Clemson might be ranked a spot too low. I think they need to be ahead of Alabama. Their only loss, their one loss less than Alabama, and their loss is against Notre Dame, who's an 18th ranked team. Alabama did lose to Tennessee, who is ranked above them, but they also lost to LSU, who at the time was ranked below them. Uh, and so I don't know. I think I think they just need to flop flip those a little bit, but. I mean, I don't really have too much trouble with the rankings. I think there could be a lot of chaos um, depending on what happens over these last two to three weeks uh, with conference champions and non uh, non-conference champion teams like Tennessee, like what happens with them. Alabama's kind of on the outside looking in. What happens if Clemson runs the table? And TCU loses, or or LSU loses, or or well, so there's a lot of things because the last game of the season before the Big Ten is Ohio State Michigan, and so that that's going to open up a spot by by just virtue of that game. And someone's got to win. <laughs> yeah, someone's got to win, and there's going to be one team that jumps into the top four, and so what do you have the scenario down for? three SEC teams still, or, or do you? I mean, the scenario would be um, Ohio State beating Michigan. or Yeah, Ohio State being Michigan, because like you said, you already mentioned Michigan's strength of schedule just isn't good enough to get them in with the wins they have in a no-conference champion. So you need a Michigan loss, a TCU loss, and maybe a USC loss. I think for USC, sure a USC loss. Well, to me, even if USC wins out, I still think there's a big question. But if TCU wins out, obviously they're in. Um, so USC is pro- – if they win out, probably. But if I had to look at these teams' schedules, I think the teams that are most likely to drop a game would have to be USC and TCU. I mean, they play; they both play some pretty tough competition. And I just don't think they're there right now. Um, I mean, we even talked before the podcast. We were talking about – Caleb Williams a little bit and I mean while his touchdown to interception ratio looks pretty good his completion percentage look kind of sloppy and to me a better to me a better view of a quarterback as for college to me is a completion percentage over touchdown to interception because touchdown to interception I mean you can throw five yards to your big six five and he can run over a bunch of d2 players and that counts as like a lot of yards and a touchdown to me, completion, you can't really fake completion percentage. Yeah, your guys can get open, but you still have to make the throw. So, I mean, Caleb Williams has struggled. Um, but, yeah, I mean, with the, with the TCU loss, Ohio State would have to win. Because if Ohio State lost, there's a good chance Ohio State and Michigan are both going to go in. Unless it's like a blowout loss, like Michigan just waxes them. That could mm-hmm. knock them out. I don't see that happening. But And then, obviously, LSU would have to beat Georgia, which is a huge... I mean, that'd be a huge upset. So I don't expect there to be three SEC teams. There's definitely a chance. 
but that would have to be the scenario. We'd need to see a TCU USC and a Michigan loss followed with an LSU upset on Georgia. Yeah, I think that gets them in. Uh, I think that would be a that'd be a really tough conversation uh, for the committee, especially because like yeah. even though like because yeah, having three SEC teams that only furthers what people think of an SEC bias uh, in the in the committee. Um, I think it would make it interesting, and I, I will go to Clemson. If Clemson runs the table, beating beats every team convincingly, beats a top twelve to ten ranked UNC and beats them convincingly, and and then all those other things happen, do you put in a one-loss Tennessee who's a non-conference champion, or do you put in a Clemson who's a one-loss conference champion? So, like, it would be interesting conversations. It'd be a lot of chaos yeah. and a lot of – yeah. I'm not and saying then, Clemson will get yeah, it yeah, because and, they, and, they yeah. haven't deserved it, really, honestly. But, like, if they win and they're a conference champion, the c- committee has shown that they rank those conference championships really high. It's uh, true, but Tennessee would have still have a win over Alabama and LSU. Yeah, and their only loss at that point would be to the SEC runner-up uh, if, if in that LSU scenario. Won. <laughs> yeah, if LSU won. And if so Georgia it, wins, I mean, their only losses to the number one team in the nation. <laughs> I mean, SEC champ. So it's like, it's a loss, but you're like, eh, that's fine. You can lose that one. Yeah. So it'd be, it, there's a lot of chaos that could potentially happen in these next two to three weeks with some pretty big games happening. Um, so switching gears, though, to the NFL, what, ooh, what have been, what is one storyline so far from this last week that you, uh, that you took away, like that you walked away with good, bad, negative, neutral, just a thought. What, what are some things that you walked away with this week? I mean, honestly, I was looking at the, I mean, looking over the NFL, there's obviously, there's a lot of good teams. There's a lot of underperforming teams. There's a lot of overperforming teams. Over for, overperforming teams, I'm looking at the Giants, the Jets, the Seahawks, the Vikings. Granted, I mean, those teams might be good, but to me, it's a huge overperform. I don't think they're as good as their record, and I think the end of the season will show that. But they're like I said, you can only play your schedule, and they're winning the games they need to win. But one thing I saw is there is no team with – there's there's no like all around solid squad like there to me there's holes in every team. Um, Jalen Hurts, he's been great all season, so I'm not gonna look at this one game and be like, man, Jalen Hurts is struggling, because I mean that'd be silly. That's one game, but I mean 175 passing yards against Washington's defense, who last year and this year have been relatively poor. It's a bit of a disappointing loss. I mean, you look at them, they let up 36 to Detroit, 22 to Jacksonville, who struggled. And then, I mean, they they started off the season with five straight 20-point games against them. And then Jalen Hurts comes in and really struggles um, to pass the ball on them. So, to me, this week really showed that there's no team that, like, doesn't have a hole. I mean, the Bills, their their run game is an issue. They're relying too much on Josh Allen. Josh Allen's elbows hurt. I, do, I mean, he's still a van, I mean, top two quarterback in the league. I only say I want his hurt elbow. If that was, if that's what his hurt elbow looks like, I want a hurt elbow. Exactly. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. But there's no perfect team this year. To me, there's no clear Super Bowl favorite. I mean, early on it was the Bills, 
they look like they were going to run away with the season. And then they've had some interesting losses lately. Um, losses that, granted, easily could have been wins. Um, and but, frankly, Josh Allen cost is one of the big reasons they lost both of those games recently. Late turnovers, yeah. Late red zone turnovers. Yeah. I mean, they have, they have back-to-back losses to Minnesota and the Jets. But, Which are both I mean, good teams, I think. I think they're good. I think that I think Minnesota is more I, of a legit team than the Jets, maybe. But I think they're both I, good teams. I do think they're both good teams, but I definitely think they're both not near as good as the record suggests. No, I think they're just playing tough. And I think, like to your point with the Eagles, like I think the Eagles showed some weakness in a run as a run defense. They they could not stop the run. And I think that's why Jalen's stats stunk. Not only did he turn the football over, but they the commanders had a 40-minute time of possession compared to that's their great. 20 minutes. They doubled them on time of possession. So they just got dominated. They really did. And then the turnovers, the lack of discipline. Yeah, I mean, there's when Quiz Watkins is your leading receiver, that's a bit of an issue. <laughs> yeah. But. When, yeah, when A.J. Brown has one catch. Yeah, Big issue. Do you have yeah, any so, other storylines you saw from, from this week? I mean, the AFC West, I mean, I don't even know what's wrong with them. I mean, we looked at, at the beginning of the season, we're like, AFC West is the best division in the NFL, and it's not close. Yeah, we thought the AFC West was going to be what the NFC East looks like, or the AFC East looks like right now. <laughs> yeah, like, I mean, the, the Chiefs are playing great, but like the Chargers, I mean, don't get me wrong. The Chargers, Broncos, and Raiders have both dealt with a substantial amount of injuries all year, all three teams. Denver in three separate O-line spots or at their third-string linemen at three separate spots. Um, Jerry Judy got hurt at the beginning of the game, missing Tim Patrick the entire year, missing Javante Williams. KJ Hamler's. Um, KJ Hamler's banged up in and out. Justin um, Simmons just, was out for a while. For most of the season. So, I mean, traded Bradley Chubb. <laughs> well, the trade of Bradley Chubb, I love what we got f- for him. And it just gives Nick Benito and uh, Baron Browning more opportunity to play. And they both have played fantastic. So, I love that. I, I personally love that trade. But, I mean, at the end of the day, injuries are going to catch up. And this is the third or fourth year in a row where both the Broncos and the Chargers have both had major injury issues. At some point, you got to look inside your organization and say, "Hey, what are we doing wrong here?" Especially the Chargers. Especially the Chargers, because the Chargers have a Super Bowl team roster. I the I the I value. Rosters have the best team in the NFL, just strictly. J.C. Jackson's playing terrible, getting well. He's out for the year. Well, he's out for the year, but before that, he actually got benched for his bad play in the game. Like, he was not playing well, and they're just not. The Raiders are, I mean, their signing of Chandler Jones looks like a giant joke. Like, that dude hasn't done anything all year, just wasting their money. Josh McDaniels has coached games terribly. Nathaniel Hackett hasn't. I mean, the coaching switches have not looked good in the the AFC West. So, I mean, I'm not shocked. I did say at the beginning of the year that I did expect to see the Raiders at number four. Um, (laughs) I stand by that. Um, But... Yeah, just and also, and, well, and just the struggle of Devontae Adams is a bit confusing to me. He's had some great games, and he's looked good at points, but they've not been on the same page this year. 
No, she, I thought they were going to come in and just pick up and not, not have an issue. 100%. That's what I thought as well. Yeah. Uh, I think for me, like, on a personal level, uh, this season for the Bucks has been tough. Um, but – I think in the last quarter plus two minutes, uh, the last two minutes of the Rams game, or last really, frankly, 40 seconds of the Rams game, um, we seem to have turned some kind of corner, and Brady looks a little bit more comfortable. He looks like the offense is clicking a little bit, uh, and I think it happened a lot in his last game with what I've been saying for a long time now, Rashad White taking over as the starting running back or the main running back, um, for the Bucks, And when that happened, I mean, he ran for 100 yards. He tossed some dude back to the United States from Germany. Uh, like, I mean, he's he's playing really well. Brady's playing well. The line's starting to get some continuity. The defense is getting back to what it was. Um, Devin White was NFC player of the week for what he did. Antoine Winfield had a good game. So we've, we've been – we're getting back to normal. And I think the, the schedule – we have the Browns this week, which I think is going to – or next week. Not we have our run by this week. We get the Browns, Saints, which should be two good wins. Then we play the Niners, Bengals, which will be two good games. But then we close out on a cupcake schedule in order to potentially make a run against the Cardinals, the Panthers, and the Falcons to close the year. So I, I like the momentum we're building. I think we could finish 10 and 6, 10 and 7. At nine, nine wins at the worst, I think 11 wins at the best is what I see. Um, and so I, I see us progressing pretty well. Um, on a different on a different note, another storyline I like, uh, I don't, I, I honestly don't know your, I don't remember if you messaged in our group chat or whatnot, but the, the Colts hiring of Saturday, of Jeff Saturday, uh, I, so I'm a big, um, I love Jeff Saturday on, on ESPN, get up all, all the things that he was on, loved him. And so I was a little shocked. A little might be an understatement when I saw that they hired him as the interim because it just came out of the blue, but the, his win this week, granted it was against the Raiders, but the team looked better. They were getting the ball. They ran the ball effectively. Jonathan Taylor got back to Jonathan Taylor. Well, they gave the ball to Jonathan Taylor. (laughs) Yeah. Well, the O-line was playing like garbage all year. And then uh, uh, Saturday comes in and they they played really well. He said that he just simplified things, held people accountable, and they responded. So I'm interested to see what happens this week against an Eagles team who's 8-1 and one, we just talked about. Um, but I really think that the uh, the Colts have a shot at like the seventh wild card. Six, like they have a chance at outside shot. They play the Eagles this week, which could be tough, but then they got the Steelers, the Cowboys, who have struggled a little bit recently, the Vikings, which could be a good game, Chargers could be a good game, but then the Giants and the Colts. So I see three at least winnable games and maybe two or three other potential close games. Oh, uh, and so, they're still, they could win their division. Oh, they could, but I'm saying more realistically, is they, they have a wild card shot, but. I'd be interested to see what they do if they can keep this rolling. Uh, I think this this uh, the Eagles, like I said, their run defense was exposed this week, and so who who do you got on deck? Maybe the best running back in the NFL. And so if I'm yeah. Jeff Saturday, there is not a number that is high enough that I can not going to give the ball to Jonathan Taylor. If the number is forty, then give it to him forty times. Not only does that help my fantasy team. But that will help the real team. 
Um, but I, I think that's that's something that I, I, I've enjoyed. I just want to see him be successful. I also just am really it, – it fuels me more to see him want to – me want to see him be successful because of how many people have come out and said, honestly, some pretty, in my opinion, just like bitter Bill things. Cowher. Bill Cowher, um, Joe Thomas. Joe Thomas. Is that the Browns? Thomas. Yeah, Brent, the Browns. Browns retired lineman. Yeah. Yeah, he, dude was straight up being a hypocrite because what two years before they hired Stefanski, he threw his hat in the ring to be a a coach with no experience, fresh off retirement, and didn't get the job. And Saturday gets the job, and he goes on this two minute rant about how it's disrespectful, disgraceful, all this other stuff. And I'm like, are, are do you want to just forget two years ago when you wanted to be the Browns head coach with the same with no experience? You're just mad that you didn't get the job. And it's all on an interim basis. And I love how Jeff Saturday has been like, he, like, I don't know if you've seen his interview. He's like, I could be really bad at, you know, like, I could be really bad at this and I'm just going to leave and not do it again because it's just really hard. He said, I could be really good at it, but I'm not backing down. And I love that because he's in like a no lose situation. If he wins, maybe he becomes the head coach there. Maybe he becomes head coach somewhere else. If he loses, he goes back to ESPN, makes money, doesn't have a second thought about it. So, I think I, I really like Saturday. I'm really watching the Colts and that storyline, not just this week, but throughout the rest of the season, because I just want to see what happens with them. Yeah, it's an interesting one, because realistically, did he deserve the job? No. I do think it was a weird signing, but just people that come out and just being so <laughs> like so adamantly against it is just silly. Yeah, it's I mean, it's ridiculous. I, I just I just don't understand. And but they're gonna let guys like Josh McDaniels, who have never succeeded at a coaching level, act like he's he's the next guy. Well, McDaniels, like there are some guys that are just built to be coordinators. McDaniels yeah, built him. to be a coordinator. Todd Bowles built to be a coordinator. Built to be head coaches? <laughs> Heck no. And so there are just some people like if I'm Jeff Saturday. Like, why would you say no? Do I want to spend 10 years being an assisting coach, then an offensive coordinator, and then make my way to head coach? No, if someone offers me a chance to be a head coach, I'm just going to take it. <laughs> like, yeah. I mean, that that's kind of – I don't know. And then, like, I mean, not many people, maybe back when it happened, had some problems. But, like, John Lynch taking the the job in San Francisco. Like, he was yeah. he didn't have any prior experience, but there Mike, wasn't a – Mike Frable? Mike, yeah, well, Vrabel is an assistant coach. Went out a little bit, yeah. Yeah. But not a lot. Yeah, not a ton. And so, like, it's just to me, like, it sounds like people are a little bitter about about it. But who knows? I mean, I kind of get it, though, from a player perspective. You weren't here for training camp. You weren't there for the first eight weeks of the season or whatever it was. So, like, I get that. But, I mean, if you can coach and know what you're doing, I don't think players are going to be like, well, they're just like, I want to make money. I want to play well. How are you going to help me do that? If he can do it, that's all that matters. Well, one way to win over the fan base is by winning. Yeah, especially when you guys were – when they were expected to be really good, and they haven't. They've been expected to be good the last three years, and they've been nothing but a fat disappointment. Yeah. Part of that's to blame on Andrew Luck's retirement. But, um, but yeah, they. I mean, they just haven't gotten over the hump and – Philip Rivers was the closest thing they had to getting over the hump. And then, but then it was Carson Wentz's fault. And then they traded him for Matt Ryan and all that fun stuff. Um, but nonetheless, uh, let's go to break and we'll come back and preview this upcoming week.
Hey guys, welcome back to the pod. Uh, we are looking at week, what's this, week 11? Week 11 previews. Sorry, forgot what, what week it was. Uh, all right, so let's start uh, at Thursday night, which is a Titans-Packers uh, in Lambeau, or at Lambeau. What, uh, Chris, what is one thing you're looking for forward to, forward to in this game? I mean, my, my my looking forward to is the most biased. I want to see if Christian Watson and Aaron Rodgers pick up where they left off. I mean, he's a young wide receiver, a big wide receiver who's really fast, obviously rough around the edges and some of the technical skills of a wide receiver. But, I mean, they, they seem to find a little connection last week. Alan Lazard was playing last week, so it's not like – I mean, he, he did capitalize off of a Dobbs injury with Dobbs being out. Yeah, but I'm very interested to see um, if they continue that connection because he's the rookie receiver. They drafted him, obviously, to play. I mean, this is a dumb statement to play wide receiver, but the the Packers don't. They haven't helped Aaron Rodgers really in the draft until this year. They had drafted him two young wide receivers, and it's clear who the deep ball threat is. I mean, it's Christian Watson. You don't get a guy who's six foot five and runs a four three four to not run deep balls. So I'm curious to see if we still see that connection. I mean, they're playing against a tough Titans defense, but yeah, I'm just looking forward to see um, where that uh, connection picks, picks up this week. Yeah, I think I'm in the same boat. Uh, I think this is a season defining game for the Packers. Uh, they've struggled all season. Uh, they had a good win last week against the Cowboys, uh, but they had yes, to come sir. back from behind from 14 points down. And so I think if they lose this game, like I think realistically, I mean, they might, they're not mathematically out of the playoffs, but I think they probably are, would be out of the I mean, playoffs. The Vikings, the Vikings would darn near have to lose out. Well, no, I'm saying wild card. I'm saying oh, just even to make the wild card. Uh, I think yeah. it would be tough. So I think they have to win and build momentum. So I, I think this is a really big game for them in order to, um, to, to keep that momentum going. Uh, but with that, who are you picking to win this game? I mean, I'm taking the Packers. The Titans are probably one of the biggest teams that I look at, and I'm like, their record is way too high for their, their performance. I mean, I just don't see the Titans as a good team. So, I mean, I'm taking the Packers, and I think we could even potentially see like a kind of a big win, kind of like a, like you were saying, a game-defining a turn for the Packers season. And I think it yeah. could come in this game. I'm I'm going Titans. I think I think run game on Thursday night usually plays well, sure. and the Titans have one of the best run games. Packers don't have a great run defense, so I think they Derrick Henry could have a big. I think it could be a close game, but I think I think the Titans squeak it out. Uh, oh, by the way, before we go, uh, coming into this week, uh, my dad still leads eighty six wins on the season, eighty six fifty three and one. Me and Josh are tied in second at two games back with eighty four. And Chris, you are having a not a great year. We'll blame it on the baby. As we'll I was leading at I was leading at one point. I just want to point that out. Yeah, that one week that you led, you were on the podcast. I think you talked some trash, and then ever since then, it's been downhill. <laughs> that's why. That's why I had to talk trash. I mean, I had to talk while I was there. <laughs> Wait, how many uh, back am I? I need to know how much I need to. From first or from second? First. I mean, who cares about second? 16 games. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> Golly. I mean, I still uh, got it. 
you haven't been on in a while, so you haven't been able to hear your record. But since you were up in week three, week three was the last game you were up. And since then, you've been like under 500 most weeks in your picks. In, in my defense, the season's been very unpredictable. It had. Oh, yeah. It's been a crazy season. And you had had a baby since. Well, your yeah. wife had a baby, not you. I'm but. sleep deprived. <laughs> That's my yeah. excuse. I'm sticking to it. Uh, uh, the next game we're going to look at is the Browns at the Bills, which one of the interesting things for this game is a potential for six feet of snow in Buffalo, which is getting them to talk about maybe moving the game elsewhere uh, because you can't play in six feet of snow. Um, not that attitude. Yeah, I guess not. Uh, but uh, what are you looking forward to in this game, barring that they move the game outside somewhere else? <laughs> I mean, I'm looking forward to the weather. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, I mean, the Bills have lost two games in a row. I'm looking for the Bills to kind of have a bounce-back game. The Browns have shown that they can compete with good teams. They've also shown that they can play really terrible against okay teams. Um, <laughs> so they're pretty inconsistent. Deshaun Watson comes back next week. So, I mean, this is kind of Jacoby's percent. Is it two weeks? Well, yeah, because they have a bye not... week, I think. Okay. No, okay. Isn't it two weeks? Two weeks. Okay, but there's one game left until then, correct? Uh, this two. is the last game. No, they play. They play this week against the Bills. They have a. They play the Bucks week twelve, and then Deshaun comes back. Okay, so this is kind of Jacoby Brissett's last dance. So I think it's kind of interesting. I mean, this is last chance to really prove that he can play in the NFL. He showed he showed some good signs this year. Um, he kind of built a rapport with Amari Cooper early. It's kind of fallen off as of late. Um, but if he's gonna be a solid backup or even a for like maybe an RB or sorry RB um quarterback for a struggling team who doesn't have a guy. I think he's got to kind of win these two games. If he doesn't, I mean, these are two tough games against the Bills and Bucks, but I mean, these are two games where you can prove a lot and kind of move forward with your career as potential to still get some decent play time. So to me, I'm looking forward to see how Jacoby Brissett plays, knowing that his time is coming to an end. Yeah, I think for me, it's just simple. Can Josh Allen protect the football in key situations? He's cost them the last two games with red zone All their losses, really, even against the Jets. Yeah, yeah. No, yeah, the last two games they've lost, he's cost them with bad uh, bad interceptions. Uh, Oh, Miami was the one I was thinking of. Because even in in the Miami game, he turned it over late, too. Yeah, so he's he's cost them with with different – in different times, so just being protective of the football. Uh, who who are you picking in this game? Um, if the game's not relocated, I'm taking the Browns because that team's built just to pound the ball. Um, if it is relocated and they can actually play without a tennis, no, I'm taking the Bills. I mean, easy. All right, all right, yeah, I'm taking the Bills. Um, that's I guess barring to uh, what happens with the relocation but I'm, I'm going bills if it is relocated uh bears falcons is the next game what is one thing you are looking forward to in this game um for the game to end <laughs> no i'm just kidding uh <laughs> i'm looking forward to see if justin fields can continue to tear it up what he's been doing he's looked outstanding the last three weeks 
He's took significant strides. It's looking like he's starting to get that confidence. He's building that swagger that you need in the NFL. And he's going against a Falcons team who, well, kind of sucks. So I think he's going to kind of, I mean, he's going to have the looks that he did against Detroit and the the looks he did. Who did they play? Um, it was Bears versus two weeks ago. It was another unimpressive. I think it was the Texans. The Dolphins. Dolphins. Oh, he beat the Dolphins. No, he didn't. No, they, they lost. lost the Dolphins. They lost. It was close. But he played great. So, I mean, I, I'm i looking forward to see how Justin Fields plays this week, see if he can keep it up. Um, it, It's a very winnable game. Um, so, yeah, I'm excited to see if he can keep up his hot streak and continue to build on that confidence. Yeah, I I mean, honestly, it's the same. Like, I, I want to see Fields specifically take strides as a passer. Uh, he's run the ball really well. He hasn't passed. They're not giving him a lot of passing volume. Uh, and he's, he's executed on some good throws, but he's had some, some bad misses. Uh, and so just seeing him, uh, take care of the football and make some strides there. But I mean, he's been electric. Um, he kind of, it kind of reminds me a little bit of Lamar in his early times, a lot of running, not a ton of accurate passing, but he can run and, and keep his team in the game with his legs. Um, Lamar threw a lot of touchdown passes, though. Yeah, so Lamar did throw a lot of touchdown passes. Um, I think Justin Fields, though, in the last three weeks, leads the NFL in touchdowns, though. I think he's got nine touchdowns or nine touchdowns and one interception in the last three weeks or something. Uh, he's played pretty well um, the last few weeks. Um, nine total touchdowns, potentially, I think. Um, who do you have in this game, though? You know, there's a reason why my record is so bad. Because I kept trusting. No, that's not. Well, yeah, it's kind of the reason. But because I've also been trying to give a little faith to the Falcons. And they've also disappointed me a lot. So for that reason, I'm going with the Bears. I'm sticking with the Bears. I trust the Bears far more than I do the Falcons. Yeah, I'm going to go with the Bears. I think this will be a really good game, though. I agree. Uh, it's it's like a toilet bowl, but it's a good, it's a clean toilet, if you know what I'm saying. Uh, next game is the Eagles at the Colts. Uh, what is something you're looking at in this game? I mean, I think we're both going to be looking forward to the same thing. And we saw Jeff Saturday coach against a very mediocre team. And now we're going to see, see Jeff Saturday coach against arguably the, one of the best teams in the NFL. So I'm looking with a forward great, to With a really good coach. Yeah, with a, yeah, Nick Sirianni is a great coach. He's proven that. He's, I mean, that Eagles team was a joke two years ago. They were terrible. They were a joke to start the season last year, and he made in-season adjustments, and then went on a run. They so he's he's good. That's that's also true. So yeah, he's a really good coach. So I'm just curious to see um, if last week was just a fluke as they played the Raiders. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm I'm excited to see how Jeff Saturday handles playing an actual elite team. Yeah, no, I, I agree. I think they might steal a lot of what the commanders did and try to run the heck out of the ball and double and try to get as much time of possession, get the ball out of Jalen Hurts and AJ Brown's hands. Um, and just it's hard to it's hard to get out coached if you just hand it out, hand it to Jonathan Taylor and let him get first down after first down after first down uh and and slow down because that also takes away one of the best strengths of the Eagles, which is their secondary. CJ Gardner, Johnson, Darius Slade, James Bradbury, you take them out of the game if you just run the heck out of the football. Yep. Um, and so I think that's gonna be an interesting uh dynamic in that game. I think that's where it's gonna come down to win or loss for this 
for this game. Uh, who are you taking uh, in this game? I'm the Eagles. <laughs> I might take an L, but I'm going with the Colts. <laughs> That's called going with your heart. <laughs> yeah, it is. <laughs> do I want my my thing is do I want to go with my head that says the Eagles are going to win, or do I want to go against with my heart and I'd rather lose with my heart than win with my there you head? Go. That's that's a, hey, I respect it. Um, the next game is the Jets at the Patriots. Anything you're looking at in this game? Honestly, I've been extremely impressed by the Patriots this year. Um, and what they've put together, they got a lot of, they have a lot of close losses and they got a few blowout wins. I mean, they lost their worst loss, obviously was Miami week one, they lost 13, but then they beat Pittsburgh. They lost by 10 to Baltimore three, the, the Packers, and then they shut out the Detroit Lions 29. now, beat the Browns 38, 15, lost to Chicago, beat the Jets, and then just smacked the Colts last week. So I'm excited if they can continue to go on this role. Um, Mac Jones has looked pretty good the last couple of weeks. It's, I mean, Bill Belichick is coaching really well, obviously, if they're winning these games. I mean, statistically, if you look at the Patriots, statistically, they're horrible. I mean, there's not, not a whole lot of um, – their offense looks bad. Their defense is good. But, I mean, I'm excited to see if they can continue. I mean, they they beat the Jets last game. I don't know if the Patriots have lost to Zach Wilson yet. I think they swept they him haven't. last year. I think they've won every game against the Jets since like 2016. And I think it's just going to stay that way. I just think Bill Belichick's a great coach. And I mean, a great coach, you can't overcome just being beating a rich, just a so much better team. But if you're looking at two teams that are somewhat equal in talent, I mean, the coaching gap is, I mean, it's Bill Belichick against Sala, who's a good coach, but he's very early on. Yeah, I'm looking at the Jets' defense. I think they've been really good this year. Sauce Gardner's easily defensive player of the year. Um, Do you mean rookie opinion. of the year? Or rookie of the year, that's what I meant. Okay. Defensive yeah, rookie of the year. Defensive <laughs> rookie was, of the year. Like easy. Uh, uh, no, I was just going for the bold defensive players. <laughs> uh, but but I think he's defensive rookie of the year. I think Tariq Woolen in Seattle's giving him a run for his money, though. But um, yeah. I, th- I like Sauce Gardner. I, th- I liked what they've done on the defense. Um, I, um, I am actually, so you, you essentially said you're going with the Patriots. I'm going with the Jets. It took the Jets, the Jets lost because Zach Wilson threw three completely ugly interceptions. Uh, and weren't like like two of them pick sixes. (laughs) Uh, I, it might've been, I forget, but they were three really ugly interceptions and they only won by five points. So I think Zach cleans it up a little bit, simplifies. I think the Jets win. Uh, and so does I, – I haven't been giving their picks, but my dad and Josh were both on the Jets as well. Um, so, yeah, I, I kind of forgot to do that. Uh, next game is the Rams at the Saints. Uh, what are you looking for in this game? Talk about two underperforming teams. <laughs> um Golly, I don't know what I'm looking forward to in this game. This is one of those games that I just genuinely don't care about. Um, I'm taking your joke from earlier. I'm really just looking for it to be over because both of these teams kind of suck. Same. I mean, which is crazy because the beginning of this year, you look at this game, you're like, wow, this could be a really good game. But this year looks absolutely terrible. Um, So, yeah, I mean, I, I look forward to see how Matt Stafford does without Cooper Cup. 
I want to see if he can actually pass the ball. Yeah, I just I want to see who starts at quarterback for the Saints. Do they keep going with Dalton? Do they switch back to Jameis? I really don't know. Or give Ian Book a shot. Yeah, well, that was ugly last year, so probably not. But I mean, it's probably not much better than what it, or not much worse than what it is. Um, who are you picking in this game? I mean, I I personally have a hot take against the Saints that they're going to be terrible, so I'm taking the Rams. Yeah, I'm taking the Rams as well. The the both teams have underperformed, but Stafford should be play. And I look at the talent and I say, who's the more talented team? I say the team with Matt Stafford, Aaron Donald, and Jalen Ramsey. Uh, and so, and Bobby Wagner, don't forget him. So I think he, I think that team wins. I think it's going to be an ugly game, but someone's got to win. I, I guess they could die, but who knows? Um, the Lions at the Giants, what are you looking forward to in this game? I mean, I'm looking to see Saquon Barkley go off. I mean, the Lions defense has been atrocious this year. So I'm looking forward to see if the the Giants can really let loose on offense. Their offense, their teams look good this year, but their offense hasn't, I mean, I mean, they just haven't looked great this year. They've won a lot of close games. Yeah, their highest scoring total of the year is they scored 27 on Green Bay. And that's the most, that's their highest point total this year. The rest are 24, 20, 19. Um, so I'm excited to see if their offense can actually connect against a really bad defense. Yeah, uh, mine is just seeing the lines continue to improve on all phases. Aiden Hutchinson has been pretty good uh, for them as a rookie. He's on pace for nine or ten sacks right now, I think. Um and then just, yeah, just seeing them improve. Jared Goff taking some steps. DeAndre Swift becoming more like DeAndre Swift. Amon Ra taking it. So, I mean, it's just, I think this could be a really good game. Uh, I'm kind of on the fence on who I want. Who are you picking to to this game, for this game? Well, this is the one that bothers me because I don't think I've guessed a Giants game correct. I would like to see. I don't think I've gotten a Giants game correct all year. Anytime I went with them, they lost. Every time I went against them, they won. Um uh, it's in New York. I'm going to give it to the Giants. Giants. I want to go Giants as well. I want to go Lions, but so I also I. want the Lions to lose so they get a higher pick and they can get a quarterback. Uh, <laughs> so I'm in a little bit of a struggle because I really like the Lions. But, yeah, I'm going to go Giants. Uh, next game, Panthers at the Ravens. I don't think there's much to be looking at here, but is there anything nothing. you want to specify? No, nothing. Not me either. No, no, uh, who are you taking in this game? Ravens. Yeah, so it's I'm, I'm, I'm a Lamar believer, so always yeah, have been, always will be. Everyone else is taking the Ravens. Uh, next is Commanders at the Texans. Anything you're looking at in this game? I mean, I'm, I'm curious to see if the Commanders can keep rolling. I mean, they start off the season really bad. I mean, they lost four straight week two through week six. And they've won four of the last five. Um, some against pretty good teams. Three-point loss to Minnesota two weeks ago. The win over Philly. Um, they beat the Packers. Beat the Colts. So, yeah, I skipped that one because it's, I mean, <laughs> for obvious reasons. But, yeah, I mean, I'm curious to see if, if t- I mean, they're starting Tyler Heineke again, and the dude's a winner. Team loves playing with him. So I'm just curious how that goes. Yeah, uh, I'm excited to see the return of Chase Young this week. He's, he's oh, expected right. back this week. 
Uh, so see what see what he looks like. He'll probably be on a pitch count, so he probably won't play the whole game. But excited to see him back. Uh, who's, I'm assuming you got Commanders in this game. Oh, 100%. Yeah, same. So is everyone else. Uh, Raiders, Broncos, what are you looking for in this game? I don't know, man. I don't think I've watched a full Broncos game start to finish since the beginning of this year because um, they've been that disappointing. I mean, I'm curious to see if we can hold the Raiders to under 300 rushing yards because the last – the last seems like 20 games we've played against them since Darren McFadden played for the Raiders. They've always destroyed us on the ground. So I'm curious if we might be able to, I mean, I'll be more realistic, which still sounds on if we can hold them under 200 rushing yards. It's impressive. Yeah. I'm not looking forward to anything in this game. Uh, Same. Both teams have been pretty disappointing. Honestly, this game could end in a tie and it would shock me because tie at zero okay. and it wouldn't shock that's me. Not, one team would get a safety in overtime and someone would lose. Yeah, probably. Uh, they, they'll, they'll end up on like the, the, the last play pitching it back and forth and they'll yeah. give it to each other. Like, no, you take it. No, you take it. No, you no, take and, it. And, it, and it will be Denver losing because I don't, I don't know what it feels like to be excited anymore for football, for Denver football. Yeah. Uh, I honestly don't know who I'm going to pick in this game. I'm assuming you're on Broncos. Uh, I mean, to me, dad. this is a 50, it's a 50, 50, but I follow the Broncos cause I'm a fan. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I mean, my dad and Josh are on the Broncos. I think solidarity Dylan. I'll take the Broncos. Maybe, maybe we'll win. Since the Broncos. <laughs> uh, I don't know. Uh, next game. I'm excited for this. The Cowboys at the Vikings. Chris, what are you looking forward to? I mean, this is a potential, like, NFC championship matchup. I mean, both of these teams have looked really good as of late. The Cowboys just took a loss. But this year, it seems like they've had an off year. But they're still 6-3 and and still playing some decent football. They're starting to run with Tony Pollard more, which has shown a lot of success. yielded a lot of fruit. Um, But I'm excited to see... If the Vikings can beat a great team, I mean, they beat the Bills, but there's a lot that went crazy at the end of that game for it to happen. Um, so to me, I'm still not sold on the Vikings at all. So I'm excited to see if they can handle, I mean, one, the pass rush that is Dallas, because that team gets to the quarterback like no one's business. But two, to see, I mean, I think Justin Jefferson could have a massive game here. Because do they match Trayvon Diggs with them? I want to see Trayvon Diggs get cooked all day long. He would. That's what I'm saying. If they match up Trayvon Diggs, that's going to be a problem for Dallas. Yeah. I think think they're running in zone that game because they don't have a corner remotely close enough to even try and cover Jefferson. Yeah, no, I think that would be a – that'd be suicide for them. Um I am looking forward to the Vikings keep rolling uh, and that the Cowboys just lose because that's my hope all the time, Uh, except the few times this year that I picked them, like last week, and they lost. So they're dead to me. Uh, Who are you – which, I mean, isn't really that new, but uh, who are you picking in this game? Hmm. I think I'm going with the Cowboys here, and that's just not because I think the Cowboys are great, because I'm just not sold on the Vikings yet. I think this would be a good test to see. If they win this game, Dallas is a tough team. I might be sold on them. They get back-to-back wins on the Bills in Dallas. 
But this is what happens. This is what's going to happen, okay? I'm, I'm predicting the future. The Cowboys are going to lose this game. It's going to be a close loss, and I'm still going to doubt them. <laughs> they're going to they're gonna closely lose this game. Then they're going to win some games down the stretch against some really bad teams, like the Commanders, like the Jaguars, which aren't that bad, and the Texans. People are going to get really excited. They're going to make the playoff. They're going to get the, they're going to get ramrodded in the first round of the playoffs. Uh, and then the day after, it's going to be fire Mike McCarthy. We're going to the Super Bowl next year. <laughs> that is going to be what happens. No, I, I would like almost it. put I would almost put money on that. <laughs> I, I I can't argue. Oh uh, man, that sound that sound logic. Yeah, it's pretty – it happens every year. <laughs> uh, the next game is the Bengals at the Steelers. What are you looking forward to in this game? Well, T.J. Watt's coming back this game. He came um, back so last week. I don't think so. I don't think he played last week. And the only reason I'm pretty confident about that is because my boss is a Steelers fan. And he told me today that T.J. Watt's going to be back. No, so. he was back last week. He had two tackles. No, four right, tackles. Well, thanks, boss. Making me look dumb. He's a terrible um, fan then. I, I shows you. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm curious to see if they can hold off the Steelers' pass rush because Alex Highsmith won AFC Defensive Player of the Week, um, and they have T.J. Watt. So last time they played, the Steelers won because – Joe Burrow just did, couldn't look comfortable the entire game. Yeah, uh, I think for me, just can the Steelers defense, they've played, or the Steelers, the Bengals defense, they've played pretty solid throughout the season, pretty good at different times, but they've, they've lost some consistency and focus at different different points of the season, uh, which I think is one reason they're five and four, that and the loss of Jamar. So I just want to see the defense pick it up, play a little bit more consistent, get some pressure on the quarterback. Um especially a rookie quarterback in Kenny Pickett. Uh, who are you picking in this game? Oh, the Bengals. Bengals. Everyone else is uh, Sunday Night Football Chiefs Chargers. <sighs> I'm tired, man. Uh, this game won't, shouldn't be shouldn't be boring, though. I shouldn't be falling asleep for this game. There's some other games this, of the week that I'll probably be falling asleep for. This is the game of the week, in my opinion. Yeah, for sure. And what what is there anything in this game you're looking at or just game over? I mean, well, to me, if the Chargers are going to make a push at the division, they have to win this game. Because if the Chiefs take a three-game lead, I mean, the Chiefs get to play the Broncos twice, the Texans, Seattle, the Raiders, a struggling Rams team. I mean, after this week, the hardest game is the Bengals. So to me, if if the Chargers don't beat them here, they can kiss the division goodbye. They're playing for the wild card. So I'm looking forward to see if the Chargers can pull their team together and get a win against a tough team. Because the Kansas City Chiefs, I mean, we're not going. I mean, they haven't looked fantastic. I mean, a 10 point win to Jacksonville, three over Tennessee. Their best wins, obviously, coming against blowout of San Francisco, blowout of Arizona, and a 10 point win on the Bucks. But, I mean, they lost to the Colts at the beginning of the year. <laughs> and they've had a lot of close wins against very mediocre teams. So, I think this is a game the Chargers must win. And I think they're going to treat this as a playoff game. Primetime playoff game for them right here. 
Yeah, there's. I think this game's a lot about injuries. Who's playing and who's not? Juju has a concussion. Is he going to play or not? I don't. I lean towards probably not. Uh, Keenan Allen, Mike Williams could be back um, this week. So there's a lot of a lot of injuries that play a factor into this game. Uh, is there anyone or what? Are, what are you picking for this game? I'm taking the Chargers. I think they're going to come into this game and treat it like a playoff game and come out with a big win. I agree. I'm going Chargers, and I think last time they played, the Chiefs won by three, uh, and it took broken mm-hmm. ribs from from Josh, yeah. Justin Herbert to not really to to kind of lose that game, uh, not really have a good chance to win that game. So I'm taking the Chargers. My dad and Josh are on the Chiefs. Uh, what our last game in Estadio Azteca in Mexico City, 49ers Cardinals. Anything in this game that interests you? I mean, the 49ers are just a fun team. That's really the only thing I'm looking forward to. To me, the Cardinals are – if there's a spot you don't want to be, it's the Arizona Cardinals. You have a coach who's, quite frankly, not playing well. You have a quarterback that you just signed to a big contract who, quite frankly, has not played great. You have DeAndre Hopkins, who's played well since coming back. Zach Ertz is out. I mean – Hollywood Brown's yeah, I mean, out. Yeah, this team is just in a very depressing place. Yeah, they're in a... Per per, per the eye test, this team could be great. But to me, they're in a... They're they're too good to tank. But they're not near good enough to be playoff competitive. Yeah, and they're in a weird spot because they have a young quarterback but a really old roster around him. Mm -hmm. Uh, And so... I'm really not sure about the Cardinals. Uh, plus, Call of Duty came out. I think I think Kyler Murray's like 0-2 since Call of Duty or 0-3 since no, Call they, of Duty came out. they beat out. the Rams last week. Oh, they did? But he didn't play. Oh, that's right. He's, so, getting, he's, getting, he's probably prestiged four times with that all that playtime. Yeah, he's 0-2 since Call of Duty came out. Um, so, I mean, I don't know, man. Uh, uh, the, the curse sounds real. The curse sounds real. Uh, I mean, if uh, the shoe fits. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. Uh, the 49ers, yeah, like you said, they're really fun. At full strength, that team looks virtually unbeatable. You got Bosa on one side, Fred Warner. Then you got CMC, Debo, IU, Kittle, Elijah Mitchell, Trent Williams. Like, I mean. Dre, Dre Greenlaw when he's not trying to kill people. Dre Greenlaw. Like, I mean, you just got you got guys on guys on guys. Like, it's just crazy. Well, they're in their rookie's safety. What, what's his name? Hall. Uh, Hufunga. That dude's been incredible. He I mean, that's like another Trey Palomalu Jr. That's another defensive or rookie of the year candidate right there. Yeah, so I I, I like them. I think they're a solid team. I'm assuming, that's year. Who, I'm assuming that's who you're you're going with is the four hundred percent. Yeah, same same here. Going with that Talunia Hufunga. Yeah, he's in uh, his second year. Seven pass deflection, four picks. Yeah. And you know who trains him? Troy Polamalu. I was going to say, I have not the slightest idea, but that makes sense. Not only does the hair match, but the game matches, uh, because that's who trains him. Uh, But that's... that's, Head and shoulders is drooling right now. Yeah, no. (laughs) They got another guy who looks just like him. Uh, Well, that's it for this week. Uh, We will catch you guys next week. Um, And let us know what you think. Drop a comment. Like, comment, review, whatever. Make fun of me for picking so terribly. 
Yeah, I mean, we do it all the time, so just join in. Uh, <laughs> uh, but that's all I got. We will see you guys next week. See you.